All right, everybody, we're back. It's episode 104 of everybody's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. My name is Paul Rose. And at the very start, let me say that we both have something in common here today. You don't know what I'm going to say, and neither do I. So with that, let's hit the theme song, and we'll get the show started. Alright everybody, welcome back, man. It has been a while, it's been a week, you just had spring break. How's it going, Paul? It's been going really well. Good, good. So, um, you were gone all week for spring break, I didn't see you. Yeah, um, I went down to, what's it called? You went down to your grandma's house? Yeah. Yeah. Um... It, it was so fun there. Um, so, so I know a lot of listeners don't know, but your grandma lives on like a ranch, just yeah. like a giant, giant ranch, and uh, she's got all kinds of animals and stuff. Oh yeah, she has like five cat. She has uh, five horses, like seven chickens, um, three dogs. <laughs> Crazy dogs too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So what you been up to, man? What you what you do all week? Nothing really. Um, just sleeping in and watching TV. Man, I wish I could do that every day. <laughs> you know, actually, I'll tell you a true story. I woke up this morning super early, mind you, and because uh, I was off work today. Yeah. I had the day to myself, and I woke up super early, probably like 6 in the morning, panicking, thinking I was late for work. <laughs> it's terrible. And then I was able to, you know, convince myself to go back to sleep, but... <laughs> It was it was hard. I was like, I don't know. I, I'm late for work, so it's it's been getting to me. Yeah, um, that reminds me. Uh, I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but I actually enjoy um, waking up early on some weekends. Yeah. Maybe uh, if I know something like is gonna happen, like something special, like we're going bowling or something. Um, I always wake up early so I can, like, uh, enjoy the day longer. I love that. I love that. You know, here's a trick for you, Paul. If you yeah. were to wake up early on the weekends, like, yeah. like earlier than normal during the week, oh, yeah. then the rest of the week you're technically sleeping in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, see? So different perspectives there. That's a, that's a good thought. I like that. Yeah. Um, so what else has been up, man? What's new? I knew the Kirby and the Forgotten Land came out. Yes, I got to play that with you for the first time last night. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It was fun, but it was intimidating because I'm watching you play. I've never played this Kirby game before. I have no idea what I'm doing, and it's starting to make me feel uh, like I'm getting old. I've mastered the controllers in like one day. I know, and it's crazy because I remember when you were a little guy, and I was showing you how to play a controller for the first time, teaching you Little Big Planet. Nice. And that game was so fun, but seeing what you do now, like, I never thought there would be a time, Paul, yep. when technology would surpass me. Whoa. Oh, it's true, because, like, um, when I was a kid, yeah. I was uh, around your age when the internet came out. Ooh. And we had classes learning what, you know, www.whatever.com is. And Googaloo. That was way before Google. Um, it was Ask Jeeves. 
Yeah, it was it was back in the mid nineties. I know, and we had to take computer classes. We learned what uh, they they actually taught us how to set up an email account, yeah. um, how to do like, man, I remember when instant messenger came out, and that's what you do. You'd go to school all day, and you couldn't wait to get home and lock up the internet and and sitting on aim. It was called AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, and you would talk to people kind of like you do now on chat or text or anything like that. But it was before that. And only the the cool rich kids had computers and internet, and mm-hmm. I was not one of them. <laughs> but so so to think think back like that, um, thinking about uh, technology and the internet and stuff, and um, the things that you have now that I didn't have, like Netflix and stuff. There was no streaming, dude. If you wanted to see a movie, you had to walk down to the video store and rent it, and hope that someone else didn't rent it before you got there. Whoa. There was like <laughs> one copy. Yeah, one, sometimes if you're lucky, if it was a good movie, they'd have like two or three. But yeah, dude, I remember um, years ago wanting to rent Toy Story. Because it was a good movie. We saw that in the theater when it came out. And um, I just felt like watching Toy Story. And I went to Blockbuster like, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks in a row. And it was out every single time. You know how hard that is? You don't know. You're privileged, man. You no. want you want to watch something, you pull it up on the TV or no. anything. But but going back to what we were saying, like I never thought there would come a day cuz I was at the beginning of all this stuff, streaming and uh internet and and computers and tech and all that stuff. And now everything surpassed me, dude. Yeah. You know, um I'll give you an insight here for everybody listening. We came down here to record this podcast. And my Audacity, the program I'm using, wasn't set up right. How long did it take me to get this going before we started recording tonight? Oh my gosh. It took you like... Um... Several minutes, right? Yeah. A good, maybe ten minutes. But... Uh, I don't know. Sorry I, I cut you off and I went on a rant there. How is Kirby? How are you liking it? Um, It's one of my new favorite games. Yeah? You're really good at it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't beat it yet. But... Yeah. We limit you on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get that to get together and play that sometime. Yeah. Um, you know what I miss? Um, the new Mario Kart came out. I think we, I don't know if we talked about that last week, but remember we were talking about the new tracks that came out for Mario Kart. Yeah. And they're releasing. <clears throat> they're releasing, what? Well, how many was there? Eight. I think so. They're releasing eight tracks between now and Christmas of next year. So. Uh, it's going to be like 46 tracks, I think, total, but they're doing it eight at a time for the next few months. Nice. And I got to play it that one time with you guys, and then you took off running for your spring break and took the Switch with you and <laughs> haven't got to play nothing since. Goodbye, world. I know, right? Yep. Um, man, what else is good? Have you seen any new movies lately? Um, did we talk about the Leprechaun? We did. You know what we didn't talk about? Uh, we watched Quiet Place Part 2. So good. Yeah, what'd you like about that one? Um, I liked how it was like a continuation. Dude, it picked up right where the first one ended, right? Yeah. And then it gave like a backstory on how it all started. Yeah. Dude, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to like spoil the movie to people who haven't seen it. Yeah, don't spoil it. But it was pretty intense. It was awesome. It was. I liked it too. It, it's hard for us to, to find like... I don't know, good horror movies these days, because I think I've seen so many that it's like, okay, it's the same plot over and over. And Am I allowed to watch The Slenderman? 
Uh, I mean, we can put it on. It was kind of, it's kind of boring. But you might not think so. You might love it. So we, I mean, I, I think we could try that. Nice. That was a good one. Um, we've been watching the Pinhead movies while you guys were out on vacation. Ooh, how are they? Yeah, pretty good. Not appropriate for you, but your mom had never seen them, and so it's always cool. Um, hey, sorry. Professionalism. I always have to call that out. You know that. <laughs> yep. So, um, I don't know. It was cool because your mom loves horror movies too. So, mm-hmm. and I've seen a million more than her. So it's always cool when she's like, "Hey, what do you have for us tonight?" And I could put on some cool horror movie that I know that she might like. Yeah. Like, there's this one that I just bought that I haven't seen yet. It's called Spine of Night. Um, I saw that one. It looked, isn't that one, like, animated? Yes, and it reminds me, there's an old movie uh, that I used to watch when I was a kid, which I should not have been watching, but... um, Ghost in the Shell? No, Uh, that was a cool anime, but no, it was an old movie called Heavy Metal, and it was based on a comic book where there was this green orb that, uh, it killed planets and worlds and stuff and it was like a an anthology because it's based on a comic book and there's so many different cool um variations of the story of the green ball that comes to earth and destroys everything it touches and the soundtrack was amazing too it had sammy hagar and cheap trick and devo sabbath you you shouldn't have been watching it because it's not kid friendly Even though it's animated, but I watched it all the time as a kid. We didn't have we didn't have restrictions back then like we do now. And I, I closely monitor everything you guys watch. Because I, I didn't have that as a kid. I could watch whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Maybe that's why I'm so weird today. I don't know. Cool. But anyway, there's this movie that came out to Shudder called Spine of Night. And I bought the DVD of it. And it's an animated fantasy gore anthology movie. In the style of heavy metal, which oh. I think is really cool because it brings me back to my childhood. But I haven't watched it yet. I bought it and um, haven't cool. haven't had the time to sit down and check it out yet. We wouldn't want to give away spoilers either, wouldn't we? I don't spoil anything. Sure. I keep it. I keep it under wraps pretty well with you. I just say, "Hey, you got to check this out, don't I?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what else was? Oh. You weren't here for this, but I'll tell you, and I'll tell the the listeners at home, uh, when you guys were out and about at uh, your grandma's house, your mom and I went to go to the movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went and saw the new Batman. Cool. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. When they, I know a lot of people were upset when they announced this movie, because everybody loved, you know, everybody loved Christian Bale. He was great. Dark Knight, which we have to finish. Yeah. Um... Ben Affleck did a really good job for Justice League and all that. But when they announced Robert Pattinson, I knew instantly that he was going to be an amazing Batman. Because I've seen him in other things besides Twilight. And everybody everybody associates him. He's Twilight. He's the sparkly vampire. It's a teenage romance story. Let me tell you something. You've never seen Twilight, but he is not the worst part of that movie. It's Kristen Stewart. But, um... He's a good actor, and I've seen other movies with him, like The Rover. Have you ever seen, oh, The Rover. Uh, good Times is a really good one. But when they announced him as Batman, I knew that he would be perfect. And let me tell you, because <clears throat> back in the day, you and I used to go do comic book hunting. Uh, who did he play? Uh, where? When? Uh, the, the guy that you were just talking about. Oh, he was Edward Cullen in Twilight. Yeah. He was I the mean, vampire. I mean, who uh, did he play in Batman? Oh, he's Batman. He's Bruce Wayne and Batman. Oh, that's 
that's cool. Yeah, dude. So um, every Wednesday, back before our comic book store closed down, uh, you and I used to go get comics. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I know. I wish I. There's a couple other comic stores around, but I don't. I don't like the way that the people run the store. They're kind of snobby. But um, anyway, every week I would go out and I would get a new Batman book. I don't know if you remember that. I'd get stacks and stacks of Batman, X Men, and Spider Man. Those are my always my go tos. Danger Girl, uh, Kiss. You know, whatever other odds and ends. But it was always Batman. Um, I remember getting you the. I mean, I remember you getting the. Um, the it's one Batman book. Um, one Batman book. Sorry, don't Okay. Um, there's one book that you got. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. But, mm-hmm. Um, I remember it. It had a, this awesome cover. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about this Batman movie is that it follows the storylines of the comic book pretty closely. I mean, there are subtle references to the long Halloween and other things. This is Batman Year Two, so he's only been Batman for two years at this point, and um, it follows it really well. He does a perfect Batman. He doesn't do the the growly voice where you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, it's really good. The only thing, and I'll tell you this, it's three hours long. Oh, it is a three-hour movie, but it doesn't feel like it. It goes pretty quick, I think. And they had Nirvana in the soundtrack, which oh, was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, man. And uh, so I, I, I'd love to see it again. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm gonna buy it. So it's like that one's before Batman Returns. Mm. Uh, so the thing is, there, there are different story arcs. It's what they call a reboot. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> He had different iterations of Batman movies from the 1940s all the way on up. He had the 60s TV series. Then in 1989, Tim Burton made a Batman movie, which is like my favorite one, the one with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And then he did a sequel with the Penguin and Catwoman, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Those two movies hold up to me and stand the test of time as the best Batman movies ever made. Yeah. Well, a lot of parents at the time complained because McDonald's was selling the Batman toys. And they said that the Penguin was so grotesque and scary and horrifying that they didn't think that McDonald's should be selling toys to kids for this horrifying movie. And so, yeah, I know, it was stupid. So they lost all their sponsorships with McDonald's, and there was this big controversy about how Batman's too scary for kids, and it should be a kid-friendly movie. So they fired Tim Burton, brought on Joel Schumacher, who made The Lost Boys... Yeah, you like that one. Yeah. Uh, he also, I think, had a part in Armageddon with Michael Bay. But um, anyway, he made Batman Forever, changed the cast up. It had Val Kilmer as Batman, introduced Robin into the storyline. But everything was neon and bright colored and Ooh, modern. It, and... Isn't that the one with, like, uh, Poison Ivy? The That's Poison the next Ivy? one. Yes, same director. So he did Batman and Robin. Yeah. With Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Oh, yeah. Freeze, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. You had Batgirl, and then another, uh, you know, movie with Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. But, in, and I'll tell you this: this it was regarded as probably one of the worst superhero movies of all time. Yeah. Um, you know, it was weird because I saw it when it came out, and I'm like, this isn't right. I miss Michael Keaton. He is the best Batman there is. George Clooney was yeah. not. It, it it kind of went campy, kind of like the TV series. And after that happened, and it flopped, and all this other stuff, um, it pretty much killed the superhero franchise for a couple years. Hmm. 
And they said they won't make any more superhero movies after that. And then Blade came out and changed that a few years later. Which one's that again? Blade with Wesley Snipes. He's oh. a vampire hunter, dude. Oh, that one. Yeah, dude. That one's good. And then they made the X-Men movies. What about Ghost Rider? Didn't that one come out? Ghost Rider did come out a few years later with Nicolas Cage. That one was really good. Yeah. But to start, you had Blade. Yeah. Without without Blade, the Marvel Universe does not happen. Because that paved the way for the X-Men. Yeah. And then the X-Men paved the way for Iron Man and the, the Hulk. and Oh, me too. I love them. And there's so many of them too. But after that, that storyline of Batman was dead. Completely gone. So then in 2005, this director called Christopher Nolan comes out and he says, I'm going to reboot Batman. I'm going to start it again. I'm going to make it dark like it's supposed to be. And he makes a movie called Batman Begins yeah. with Christian Bale. It's um, like a, what's it called? It's like a, not like flashback. Like a prequel? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a whole new movie. Oh. It, you know how they keep remaking movies over and over, like Ghostbusters? Yeah. Had they remade it in 2016 with all the girls? That and it had, okay. yeah, but it had nothing to do with the original movies. Yeah. That's what this was. Oh. It has nothing to do with the originals. And it was a trilogy. Was Batman Begins, Dark Knight, the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker, yeah. and then Dark Knight Rises where he fights Bane. Ooh. Really good movie. But that caps it. Those are the three. That ends it. Then they brought it back again with Ben Affleck. He did a couple movies. They ended it, and now they have the Robert Pattinson. So many movies. I know. They keep rebooting it because they're out of ideas. But this one I really loved. Yeah. A lot. A yes. lot, a lot. Um, what else, man? I've been ranting forever, so what do you have? Um, I don't really have anything. Okay, well, should we get on to our subject tonight, then? Sure. Okay, cool. So this one's pretty cool. No, this one's pretty cool because it's something I know nothing about. Yeah. You you actually came up with this story tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me about it. Um, tonight we're doing The Rake. Legend of the Rake. And I tried to go ahead and do some research. Yeah. I went to Home Depot. I was checking out rakes in the gardening section. Ted. And then I realized that that is not what you're talking about at all. I was lost, man. I tried going to Ace Hardware. You know, I was like, all right, man, he wants me to pick up leaves. I don't know how that's interesting. But... <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just joking. So the the rake is one of the most infamous creepy pasta legends in internet history, right? Yeah. Okay. I did some research on this. Um, do you want to tell me what you know, and then I'll go into the list I got? Um, What I know are, like, Rumors spreading around school. I don't know if they're actually true. Uh-huh. And so, I don't know. So. Well, what are the rumors? You, were, you tell me. Okay. Um, people at my school always say, like, um, he's like a shaved bear werewolf. Uh -huh. I think he's just like a naked human that just crawls around in the dirt all day. Oh, okay. Like like you when you were a baby? Yep. Hides little... in the bushes. <laughs> You would never find me. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is what I found. Okay. And as you know, the internet is home to many strange and unusual legends. Yeah. Right? So um, courtesy of Creepypasta, mm -hmm. for those that don't know, it's a website where contributors create, add to, and spread fictional horror imagery and stories. Unaware readers may be led to believe some of these tall tales are true, such as the legend of the rake. 
the creature is depicted as an ancient humanoid monster making its first appearance all the way back in the 12th century. Like Slenderman, yeah. Yeah, it is it has gained uh, garnered a large creative response from creepy pasta to contributors who hope to perpetuate the question is the rake real okay so let's go into some stuff here about the rake and we'll see what we decide on this um, the answer of course is they say no but we don't know that right uh, but the beauty of the current social media landscape is that information spreads like mad online yeah yeah dude so the rake first appeared on the anonymous website 4chan in 2005 yeah, and countless stories, photos, and videos have surfaced since then, and over time, the rake creepypasta has built quite a reputation and created an internet trail for itself. Ooh. <clears throat> so this is what you had told me earlier. You said that it was like a hairless creature that roamed around New York? Yeah. That is absolutely true, man. The rake is characterized by its authors as a tall, thin humanoid monster with no body hair. Uh, many depictions resemble an overgrown dog, and the stories about the rake claim it's over six feet tall. Look at that. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, I'm actually showing him a picture of the rake right now, which I'm going to use as this week's artwork for the show so mm. people can see it. Cool. Um, so the rake's hands are long and sharp, and in some photos it's seen crawling on all fours. Mm-hmm. That's pretty creepy. Um, he gets his name by, the, by his rake-like claws. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense. I like that. Oh, um, sorry to interrupt you but um that reminds me we were just watching paranormal activity up there yeah and uh we were on an episode about the rake were you really yeah i I, how did i miss that i was making dinner i guess and i i didn't know what you guys were watching yeah there was also one of the uh the dobby like creature really uh, coming out of the house yeah Ooh, cool okay well maybe we can make that a future episode that sounds good. I like that. So uh, the most striking feature in the rake, as the stories go, are its eyes. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Um, a little bit. Okay. So one fictionalized journal entry supposedly translated from Spanish in 1880 explains what it's like after you look into the creature's eyes. It says, I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand, I will not sleep. Ooh, spooky man so uh reports of the creature first surfaced in 2003 yeah um according to the lore the rake first created a stir in 2003 after numerous people in the northeastern united states specifically upstate new york like you said there uh started sharing sightings of the bizarre creature the rake was spotted in mostly rural areas leaving a wake of terror and intrigue in its path and one person even claimed that they noticed it in idaho a media blackout apparently followed these tales, and Creepypasta says all of the evidence supporting the existence of the rake disappeared. Ooh. Okay, that that seems to make sense. Um, in 2006, a group of internet sleuths decided to gather all the details available about the rake, compiling them chronologically. The group accumulated nearly two dozen documents. Ugh. Yeah, I wonder if we can find any books on that. Okay. Yeah. I'll search um, our library. That sounds great, buddy. According to legend, anyone who looks in the looks the rake in its eyes becomes its target. Okay. So the legend purports that the rake's eyes are the most powerful, are more than, I'm sorry, words here, more than just visually striking. They are also its most powerful quality. And one of the legends suggests the rake has glowing white, almost orb-looking eyes. But most seem to believe the rake's eyes are black and empty. That is so Harry Potter. <laughs> 
Though the physical descriptions may vary, the legend makes it clear that bad things happen to those who peer into the rake's eyes. Those who are unfortunate enough to make eye contact with the monster are destined to become its prey. And one fictional journal entry from 2006, supposedly from a woman who lost her husband and daughter to the rake, reads... In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer to five. It just seemed like a while just looking at my husband. I've heard about that. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man. I was searching it up on my Chromebook before it died. I know. I wish I could have gotten your notes on this. Sorry, I forgot the charger at school. It's okay. You got to remember that stuff, buddy. Yep. Uh, two men in Spain allegedly captured video footage of the rake in 2006. Did you know that? No. Okay, so as it is with many legends and creepypasta, the rake's mythos have been enhanced with falsified visual and auditory evidence. Um, in 2006, a video was uploaded to YouTube where two men from Spain are wandering through a wooded area at night, documenting their encounters with the skeletal remains of a deer and fawn when they happen upon a creature who looks like the rake crouching in the distance. I've seen those pictures. You have? Yes. Okay, so eventually the creature glances at them and its large eyes are reflected by the men's flashlights. The video went viral after it was uploaded, launching the rake's mythos into deeper parts of the internet. As would be expected after spotting the creature, the men in the video run for their lives. Mm. Of course they would, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You know what? Stay out of the woods. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 the solution to all this stuff. You stay out of the woods, it won't get you. I'm already more of an indoor person. See? Well, I like the indoors too, man. The only reason I go out is to either go shopping, because mom makes me, or uh, to go get Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. You love Jack in the Box. Yeah, it's my favorite. Uh, some people have claimed to have been awoken to the rake sitting at the foot of their bed. Yes, I've been hearing about that. Um, well, why aren't you telling me these things? I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I don't care if it's true. You tell me what you know. Okay. I know Google Lights. I know Google sometimes lies. True. Not Google. The people who upload to Google lie. Yeah. So one woman's account about finding the rake at the foot of her bed in 2006 mirrors another... Mirrors other stories written about the creature. The circumstances through which most people encounter the rake are parallel. Uh, This comes from Reddit. um, How this dude showed how the stories... Or through their experience. uh, Reddit. Words. Okay. It says, I slept in the room with my mom due to me being afraid of sleeping in this house. That night, I was woken up at 3 a.m. to the feeling of something watching me. I felt extremely uneasy. I rolled over to look around the room, and my eyes locked onto something standing beside my mom. It was extremely tall, but looked as if it had a broken back and couldn't stand up completely. It was slouched over and had extremely pale skin and bones sticking out under the skin everywhere due to how skinny it was. I know, dude. Maybe he just wanted a sandwich. So, also, alleged testimonies of the rake encounters date back to the 12th century. That's a really long time ago. Yeah. The nearly identical testimonies about the rake date back to the 12th century. The first documented account, however, is a mariner's log from 1691, which reads, He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, he took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. also heard things that um i read on my chromebook that there were people these scientists found Mm -hmm. um a person uh buried next to an 
I don't know if it has anything to do with the rake, mm-hmm. but I found. But Google says there was a person buried um, next to a rock that had. It was like an one of those ancient pictures. Uh, okay. Drawn back from ancient times, like a fossil. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the fossil was like a rake-like creature. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty creepy, dude. Okay. Wow, man, that's interesting. I'm learning all kinds of stuff tonight. Yeah. Um, it was, the rock was pretty big, and there was a lot of stuff painted on it. There was, like, symbols. There was a tall, rake-like creature holding a child's hand. Really? Uh, yeah, and then the child was smiling. Uh, <coughs> and then, man, that rake, he looked hungry. <laughs> I bet so, dude. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Okay. We man, so... We found it uh, recently. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting, buddy. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What do we have next on here, buddy? That's that's awesome. Um, those who cross paths with a rake report experiencing a recurring dream. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. So legend has it that the rake can see into the souls of those who's locked eyes with it. Uh, once someone is marked, they experience a recurring nightmare that correlates to other written accounts. And in the nightmare, the rake sits at the foot of the person's bed and silently stares at them. Uh, the story goes that these dreams slowly chip away at a person's sanity until they are too unable to defend themselves. The first documented reference to the rake, a mariner's log from 1691, testifies to the creature's ability to sleep into their subconscious. He came to me in my sleep from the foot of my bed. I felt a sensation. Uh, witnesses' reactions to the rake range from fright to childlike curiosity. So as a result of an alleged media blackout following reports of the two th- of the rake in 2003, nearly every documented sighting of the creature was lost. And for those who recall the lost accounts to those of those who claim to have countered the rake, the general reactions of this creature vary in tone. Um, according to Creepypasta... Oh, man... According to Creepypasta, emotions range from extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. And the website goes on to say that while their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remained powerful. So that explains the picture. It does, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Most survivors are said to end up in asylums or perish by their own hands. So even for those who encounter the rake and live to tell the tale, their future is grim. And these poor folks usually end their lives, lose their minds, or find themselves in an institution. So that's pretty crazy. Um, And some stories, this is my last fact that I found. uh, Some stories say that the Slender Man gave rake its powers. Did you hear anything about this? Um, According to like a creepypasta page... All I heard was that they were brothers, and then I don't really believe that, because, um, I mean, they don't look that alike. Right. But they're, but they're both creepy pastas. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, what I have here is that the Rake story includes multiple references to Slenderman. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the most infamous creepypasta of all time... Some claim that the rake's powers, like seeing into someone's soul, were granted by Slenderman. Um, others say the rake is actually a proxy for Slenderman. Yeah. 
and the rake's mutilated appearance apparently is a result of the process of receiving powers from Slenderman. Uh, the exact nature of these powers is never explained, but it's likely related to the rake's ability to wear its prey down psychologically before destroying them physically. Wait, so does Slenderman have powers? Uh, you know what, dude? I don't know. I don't. I don't really know anything about creepypasta. I've seen pictures of him with like tentacles on his back. Yeah. Is that in the movie? Yeah, he's in a suit with no face. Well, see, here's the thing with Creepypasta and Slenderman. Yeah. There was actually a story where these teenage girls, because it's always teenage girls. Oh, no. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. Yes. They had decided to make a sacrifice to the Slenderman because they worshipped him. I think this was out in Wisconsin uh, a few years ago. And so they invited this friend of theirs, so-called friend, to a sleepover. And then in the middle of the night, took her out to the woods and stabbed her. Like, 30 times. Whoa. The little girl lived. She lived? She lived, and the, the girls are actually in prison now. Whoa. So, sometimes people take these things a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting, this crazy world we live in. Yeah. So, now that everything's all dark and grim and everybody's scared, we are going to do, how about a joke of the week to lighten everything up? Sure. All right. All right, Paul, tell us the joke of the week. Okay. Uh, let's see. What is Stephen King's favorite food? Ooh. I don't know. What is Stephen King's favorite food? Creepy pasta. <laughs> there you go, buddy. We should send that to him. Yep. All right, buddy. So with that, that's a good joke. I loved it. Let's yeah. hit our trivia theme, and we'll uh, see who won last week's prize. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, Paul, take it away with this week's trivia question. Okay. Um, uh, last week's trivia question was, what was the name of Wes Craven's first feature film? It was The Last House on the Left. Good job. You got that one correct. Um, now, our, now, this week's trivia question, um, what was the first toy to be advertised on television? Ooh, that's a really good question, Paul. I can't wait till next week to find out the answer to that one. So if you yeah. do know the answer, um, go ahead and email us at justokpod at gmail.com. Or you can also reach us on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Uh, if you're into pictures and all that cool stuff, check out my Instagram at this podcast is just okay. Kind of see a trending pattern here, don't you? Yep. Yep. There's also another Instagram page that I do with my cataloging of horror films uh, called this movie page is just okay. So Ooh. check that out. Um, you can also go to the word uh, the merchandise page at cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. That is a mouthful to say and it's a lot to type, but good luck with that. Um, is there anything else you want to add to the show, Paul? Nope. All right. So with that, I will sign us off and say, have yourselves a week and I will catch you guys next time.